Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. That's what I just said. You know, my life is all about the underdog. You know that, Shelly? Uh-huh. It's all about the underdog, you know, because of the fact that, like, perfect example. I'm sitting here listening to that song, and everybody else is listening to Miley Cyrus doing the lyrics and stuff like that. Um, I'm listening to the bass line, okay? Because who's the most un- unappreciated person in the music business? Who Who is that? The bass player. <laughs> exactly. It's the bass player. Because nobody goes... Wow, you hear that bass line? You know, I mean, nobody does that. You know what I'm saying? I do. <laughs> so that's why I like the bass line. Because it's the most underappreciated guy. And a lot of times, there are incredible bassists. I mean, people who are just like really, really, really good at that. And it's tough. You know, because you're supposed to put... You know, it's interesting. I remember years ago, years ago... I heard a guy do a thing where he took a song and dissected it, and somehow he got a hold of the, the multi-tracks. In other words, he could he could single out each of the tracks. If you know the way they record music, each, right. each instrument's on a different track, and they could adjust it and you know, raise the volume, lower the volume, you know, put it left, right, center, whatever. And he played this song and sort of said, now here's the, here's the, here's the guitar riff, and here's the, here's the drummer. And, uh, 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 and, you know, and then he played it, and he says, now, Listen to the song. What's wrong with it? And you go like, well, I don't know. It just doesn't sound right. Of course, it does. Of course, it doesn't have the bass line. Then he puts the bass line in. It's like, wow, makes the song. Anyway, uh, why in the world did I talk about it? You know who's an incredible bass player? Who's that? Leonid. I'm sorry? Leonid of Leonid and Friends. Leonid of Leonid and Friends? Yeah, the bass. He is. He's the bass guy. I mean, and, and you watch. See, I am just in awe of people who are so good at what they do because I'm so bad at everything. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. I, you know, I wish I were, I wish I had one thing in my life that people go, oh my Brad, you know, I'm, you know, people, there's, there, there's one thing in my life that, that people look at, oh Brad, he's so good at that. You know what that is? What's that? Saying stupid stuff on the radio, right? I'm really good at that. <laughs> giving me KREP? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm putting up controversial Facebook posts. Dude, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> you know, you know. Can I tell you something? I'm I'm going to tell you something weird. Um, no, I won't Shocker. go there. I won't go there. I won't go there. Uh, people are so so easily offended nowadays. You know, I mean, so easily offended, and nobody. That's because it was offensive. Everybody's lost their sense of humor. Everybody's lost their sense of humor. That that wasn't funny. It was, it was, it was, actually, it was, it was, it was, it was very interesting because of the fact that I had a journalist come after me, a journalist, a really good journalist, and yet when I turned the tables on her, she was like backtracking, well, 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 because she used to work at Channel 4, and, you know, I'm going like, okay, so you're Miss Journalist, then why into Channel 4, why did they do this, 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 and this, well, well, that, that, you got to understand TV news, that's the way TV news is, you know, eh, 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 okay, whatever. Those in glass houses should not throw shoes with high heels. Isn't that the saying? Should not throw stilettos. <laughs> right. 
or or like Drew Locke should not drive down a highway and have lug nuts come off of trucks and smash them in the windshield in Kansas. You know, that's another hope. Remember, we talked about that last week. Boy, I've, you know, you know something we talked about two, three weeks ago is now like huge in the news. This nil thing, NIL, name, image, and likeness for the college. If you know the whole deal, the Supreme Court came down and said the NCAA can't keep the, you know, they, they the, the colleges can't pay the uh, the athletes directly, but the athletes can essentially make money off their name, image, and likeness. likeness. Right. God, if, right. if, if I were an 18-year-old uh, kid again with no athletic talent, I would bust my butt to make it on some team, you know, the, the, you know, the, the washers team or, or the, you know, the badminton team at Mizzou or something like that. Man, I would just be all over, all over you know, uh, social media. Because what's going to happen is these a lot of these guys have already gotten agents. they got companies that are, you know, helping with their social media posts because they can make a ton of money. It's like we talked about the two twin sisters that play basketball. Yeah, and the double-mint twins. Well, they're not the double-mint twins, but they're identical twins. They, I, they, they, I know that. They play, they play for the same basketball team, the same college, and they're already, like, super big and, and, and on, on TikTok. On TikTok. And they're just going to make a fortune. I mean, I wouldn't, you know... I read something the other day. It was pretty interesting. Um, some lady that was that was being interviewed. Once again, she's on. She was on TikTok, and oh, I know it was it was a makeup lady. And once again, see the interesting thing about the pandemic is that all these people talk about, and Biden keeps coming. Up, oh, you know, everything's gotten so bad since the pandemic, and and the economy's been torn to shreds. There are people making more money than they've ever made in their lives. And I read this story about this lady who was. Uh, she worked at a beauty salon and she was a cosmetologist and she did like hair, but she also did like makeup and things like that. And when the, the, obviously when the pandemic hit, you know, over a year ago, they shut down her salon and she, you know, she, she went from making decent money to like no money overnight. All of a sudden, bang, place was closed, no customers, no, no bookings, no, you know, no, no appointments, nothing. So she started doing videos of how to do makeup and, uh, she went on and she's talking about how she made like, you know, fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 a year, you know, decent living. And, uh, she went on TikTok. Uh, she took some of these videos. She started making videos for TikTok. You know what she made last year? Mm-mm. Million dollars. From TikTok? Oh yeah. 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 See, and what's interesting is now. Was TikTok, pay, did TikTok monetize her? Yeah. 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 They See, do that like they do YouTube? Well, but no, 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 no. See, what's interesting, YouTube, you get paid by the views. Now there's yeah. a new thing. YouTube is now freaking out because TikTok's become real competition for them. So, so YouTube, I'd see if I can find this somewhere. YouTube is instituting a new program where you can send, you can like tip people that like you watch their videos on, on YouTube. You can send them money. So in other words, you can go like through Venmo or PayPal or something like that. And you could, if you watch some guy or his gal doing a video, you can actually send them money. So, you know, and, and, and there are guys, like, like for example, I follow, remember we had a couple of them on the air, had the history guy. Remember, remember him, he, he was over in O'Fallon, Illinois. And, and the one that won't talk to you now? <laughs> yeah, the one who won't talk to me anymore. Oh. Uh, I don't quite understand what that's all about, but. I don't either. That That's. <laughs> I mean, I mean. And and we then we talked to Don, uh, the guy who works for the uh, Riverfront Times, Don Wisentowski, who uh, did the uh, the podcast American Skyjacker, which is excellent. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I don't know if I told you this or not, uh, but they videotaped most of those interviews, and he said they're trying to put together a um, TV special 
on it, like our uh, our TV, you know, something like a pay-per-view or something like that. Uh, anyway, uh, you know, I mean, once again, there are people making serious money. I mean, like the guy that my son turned me on to, Cletus McFarlane, this guy down in Florida that does all this crazy stuff with cars. Now he's in the boats. You know, he does all this crazy stuff with boats. He bought, he bought, I mean, weird stuff. He has this really nice house down in Florida. has a big, big lake in his backyard. And he's trying to find the vehicle where he can drive underwater through his lake. Because his lake is like about 10 foot deep. So his latest thing is he bought an old Army Humvee. And he put like a snorkel on the uh, on the air intake you know I don't know if you've seen this before some of the re- some of the real super duty uh, off-roaders have have what they call snorkel kits you know what a snorkel kit is I do know what a snorkel kit is you know they have those on like um government bid right 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 it, it, yeah. well well not the whole that, you're talking about the humvees with the snorkel kits the snor- the snorkel kits yeah the, the snor- whole the whole kit and caboodle right the snorkel kits keep the exhaust and the intake out above like right. some of them go- it was in the movie um, volcano. Yeah, so they can they can you can drive like in a in a lake or stuff like that or in, in water. The problem is in most cars that once you get to a certain cars and trucks, once you get to a certain level, the water will get into the engine through the intake, you know, through the air intake where the air comes into the engine. And if you put, you, I've seen like guys with with uh, Toyota Tacomas with the snorkel kit on. Well, they took the snorkel kit the extreme. And he put these like pipes that were like ten feet, like ten foot long of PVC tubing, and then he put like a scuba tank on, and he drives this this Humvee underwater in his lake and tries to make it from one side of the lake to the other. Okay, so that video got like a million views. He just made like thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> I mean, it's nutty, you know. You know now. Of course, he bought a Humvee and took a time. You know, he took his time and effort to you know convert it to, into this snorkel kit, and all the time it took to you know to videotape or the video it. And they don't know use nobody uses videotape anymore. Video it and then edit it up and put it on YouTube. And you figure just like just like the history guy, he does three of them a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And I remember it's funny because he was on Podcaster the other night. Uh, I don't know if you listen to podcast. Was oh. he? Oh yeah, he was on podcast. Man, podcaster. That, that, I missed him. That's going to take what, off. What is, what is podcaster? Ten o'clock. Ten o'clock on KSOQ. Ten o'clock Monday through Friday. Matter of fact, James Strong was on was on last night on podcaster. Was he really? Yeah, between ten and eleven. Yeah, he talked about. So he, so tell me what what KSOQ is doing now. It's this thing called podcaster. P o d c a s t r r podcaster, and and you know what. And we don't discriminate. We don't care if you're a liberal. We don't care if you're a conservative. You're all welcome. You know, we don't care if you're like super right wing or super left wing or any, any, anywhere in between. You're all welcome. You know, we're not going to be like some of those other stations say, well, you're not conservative enough. You're not, you're not, you're not wacko conservative. You got to be a wacko conservative to listen to our radio station. Okay, fine, whatever. Well, podcaster, anybody's welcome. We don't care what your stripes are. We don't care. We don't care if you do have stripes. We don't care if you have And it doesn't have to be political. It can be anything. Well, no. James Strong told the story about the guy who built the castle down in Florida by himself. You ever, you ever heard about this This, this castle? I have not. It's like, it's like nobody, can, nobody can figure. It's like the pyramids. Nobody can figure out how he did it because he's like, he weighs like 120 pounds. And, of course, he did this for like years. And he built this castle out of rock and, and all sorts of di- different things. And I, can't, I, think it's, I think he passed away, and I think his, his, his kids 
sold it to somebody and like you, you can pay to go through it now but it's like this is where he lived and he built this thing it like took him like 20 30 years to build and it's all big pieces of rock some of them wearing you know weighing many tons and he didn't have any heavy equipment no no bulldozers no no cranes nothing and nobody can figure out how he did it yeah anyway that was the james star that was on podcaster you know i so think can I, they go back and listen to podcaster oh yeah if you go to podcaster.com two two r's no e two r's p-o-d-c-a-s-t-r-r matter of fact we're on podcaster you and I are in Podcaster. We are. Yeah. Listen, you're so full of crap. <laughs> really? We are? Well, tell me more about this Podcaster, Brad. I don't know anything about it. I've never heard of this before. <laughs> oh, this is so interesting. This sounds like some funny baloney show you hear like a 97.1. You know. <laughs> oh, don't say things like that. Do you ever listen to the vitamin shows? You get all these, ki- these. No, I don't. Oh, my God. I, I don't listen to talk radio. Purity Plus. This is company. And they do these half an hour vitamins you know they have hi i'm jim smith and i'm with purity plus and today we're talking with chiropractor you know el suamo kapaki and el suamo tell us about well i have this new vitamin that if you drink it it's liquid and if you drink it what's going to happen is if you're ugly you're going to be pretty now ladies you're going to love this new vitamin if you're like a one or two this is going to knock you up like at least five or six so you know you can go to a bar and no guy will hit on you and you you drink my vitamin and the next night when you go to that bar every dude in the the bar is going to be hitting on you. All you have to do is just go online. It's only $5,999 for two eyedroppers full. And and I guarantee you that you, you, you'll, go, Stop you'll go from a number one to a number eight, like like instantly, instantly. You'll be the most attractive <laughs> woman in the world. With, never mind. <laughs> you've, never, you've, you've, never, you've never listened to any of those shows? Oh, my God, are the retirement dudes. Oh, my God, the retirement dudes drive me crazy. Like, what know, retirement dudes? All, 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 all on talk stations. If you listen to like Camo X or... Are we going to have that? 97.1. Is KSOQ going to have that? Re- no, because I'm anti-retirement. Retirement is the number <laughs> that one... That is true. You are anti-retirement. That Re- is a true statement. Retirement is the number one cause of I death. I agree with that. You know, I mean, like, for example, aren't you glad that Dr. Fauci hasn't retired? The guy's like 89. I'm, I'm so glad he hasn't retired. I am. Every... I think he's... I think he's fascinating. <laughs> Dr. Fauci? <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's time for us to try to pay some bills. Six six twenty seven. Why are you laughing? It is BS in the morning. I'm know. Shelley. She's Brad. We are on three stations: the Trimal Cast, one hundred four point five KSOQ, one hundred seven point one uh, Westplex, and thirteen fifty Crap KRAP. Shelley, do you do you ever still look at like newspapers and things like that? I'm sorry. Do you do you ever read newspapers? Physically read newspapers? No, only if I'm in the doctor's office and they're there. Okay, so, um, you know, like, one of the things that newspapers have always prided themselves on is writing headlines, because the idea back in the day, if you if you go, like, if you go to the Quickie Mart and the newspapers are all stacked up in that stand where you check out and you look, you just look over and you see this headline and go, oh my God, I got to know more about that, and you buy the paper, okay? So Yes, which an, is true. There's an art to writing headlines, okay? <laughs> this was on the Post-Dispatch website last night and it's still there this morning okay i'm gonna read you the the headline okay okay and then i want you to explain to me what this story is about because this is going to be great because you haven't seen this story in the paper so you don't really know what this Uh -uh. is about right right okay so you you can't see the picture okay here's the headline after long fight six chimps removed for festus area facility under heavy security once again let me read it again after long fight comma six chimps 
removed from Festus Area Facility under heavy security. Okay, now, when I read that headline, I thought to myself, those chimps, they've put up a good fight. They must have had guns. They must have had, you know, grenade launchers and mortars and things like that. And they sent in a SWAT team. The SWAT team ultimately prevailed over the chimps. That's not what that story's about. <laughs> well, I know that's not what it's about. But after long fight, okay, like if the, if this were like, let's say this were about, let's say six, uh, six, I don't know, six Trump fight, six, six Trump fans, okay? And let's say after long fight, six Trump Six Trump fans removed from Festus area, Festus area facility under heavy security. Okay? What would you think? You would think it's like some radical anti-government kind of people, right? Right. And then that they were made to leave right. under basically lock and key. And a fight meaning that they possibly used... Went to fisticuffs. Or could use weapons, right? Could be they were right. they were using weapons. Okay, so the story right. the story is about, and I don't quite understand this whole thing. You know, once again, we I go to my thing where we have lost track of. I shouldn't say everybody, but so many people have lost track of what's important in life. Your cat is not more important than a human being. Your dog is not more important than a human being. A chimp is not more important than a human being. This is about some, I think this is some lady who has, she's got like chimps down in Festus. And of course, it's okay to have a dog. It's okay to have a cat. But yet, if you are someone who doesn't necessarily like dogs and cats and you like chimpanzees instead, oh my God, you're a weirdo. You know what I mean? You know, if, if like, for example, if you have like, you know, once again, if you had some kind of, you hear these people about like, oh my God, the guy's so weird. He has snakes in his house. He has a boa constrictor. Okay, now the problem they've had down down in, in you know, this story, the problem they have down in, 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 in Florida. Do you know this story about the Florida snake problem? I do not. The government is actually paying people to go into the, into the Everglades, into the swamps, and trap and kill snakes. And I think they're like the cobras or something like that because people would buy these like at pet stores and then realize, okay, this is a little bit too much work for me. And they'd go throw it in a swamp somewhere. So the snakes, I think, I mean, we're going to look at that one. Because they just, and, and what they're doing is they're paying the state of Florida. Uh, Florida snake. Uh, Florida snake problem. Here we go. Okay. Uh, less than a year after two Florida agencies combined effort to remove invasive snakes from the Everglades, contractors caught a record number of their Burmese pythons. The district combined nearly removed 2,000 invasive pythons in the first months, eight months of 2020, surpassing 2019 totals. People who bought these Burmese pythons as pets and didn't like them anymore and threw them into the Everglades, into the swamps, and then they bred. And then the problem is, the since these are, you know, they're not native to the swamps, the Burmese pythons eat all the, all the other animals that are native to the swamps. So they're chomping down on, on other things. So I think, let me see, uh, here's a USA Today story. Um, 
Less than a year. Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission Executive Director Eric Sutton spoke at the Southwest Florida Water Management District meeting Thursday to update the district's board on the progress of python elimination. Quote, I'm here today to tell you we have achieved what we set out to do a year ago, but we also have the same goal moving forward. We've unified, but our mission remains removing as many invasive species, Burmese pythons, as we can. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis challenged the two state agencies to step up efforts in the fight against invasive pythons, and Sutton said they've stepped up. Um, FWC and the district's combined efforts removed nearly 2,000 invasive pythons in the first eight months of 2020, surpassing 2019. As of mid-October, uh, the teams removed nearly 4,000 snakes, bringing the total snakes removed since the program's inception in 2017 to 6,200. That's also bad news, by the way. I just want to point out there's there's that many snakes. Why Burm? Uh, in, here we go. Invasive Burmese pythons are decimating small mammal populations in the Everglades. A 2015 study on the effects of pythons have on the marsh rabbit, so they're eating rabbits, population in the Everglades gave a dismal outlook. The snakes pose a great risk to overall ecology of the Everglades, the study says. Researchers concluded that the total number of marsh rabbits tracked by the experiment, 77% were killed by pythons. Breeders and owners introduced pythons to this Everglades by dumping unwanted snakes into the wild. Yeah, once again, they just, they, you know, hey, I don't want the snake anymore, so they just threw it in the Everglades. And it, they populated, and, you know, they, they had snake sex, and... Yeah, <laughs> do what snakes do. Right, <laughs> and more snakes, and... Is that called snacks? I don't know what they, it's, no, it's snacks, that's what it is, it's snacks. It's called snacks. Snacks, yeah, not snacks, snacks. They have snacks. So, so, once again, like, you know, I mean, and the point being that, like, okay, who to thunk? When I first saw this several years back, when this first started, like, you know, 2017, I remember reading the story and go, like, okay, this is weird. We've got the same problem here in the Midwest with this goofy flying fish. You know, you, you know, you know, you ever seen those pictures, like the guys? Every once in a while, you'll see somebody who was, like, really badly injured. You know what I'm talking about, the flying fish? No. You don't know what I'm talking about, these crazy weird flying fish? No. Oh, my God. Here, let me find this video for you. Um, there, once again, it's some kind of an, it's, I think they're called Asian carp. And somebody brought them over from... I know about Asian carp. Well, but but they these fish, they... I don't know why they do this. Maybe this is some kind of protection thing. But, like, you could be, like, if you're standing on the shore and you look out on, like, one of the lakes or rivers that's invaded by these Asian carp, you don't see them. They're swimming around. But for some crazy reason, when you get in your boat, they, like, jump out of the water at you. And what happens is some of these guys who are flying down, you know, a lake or a river at like 20, 30, 40 miles an hour, all of a sudden one of these, these fish, fish will jump out of the water and they'll smack them in the face. And some of these people are, are severely injured. I mean, Because I think that they've got like, they're not barbs, but they're, they're a rough kind of fin. And also they have teeth. And they, they taste like chicken when you cook them. Um, <laughs> here, here, that was funny. Here, here we go. <laughs> here, oh, here's a video right here. Silent Invaders, Asian Carp, 2013, North American Fishing, and here's here's a picture of this guy, like he's on his, he's got like his, what do you call the party? What do you call the party party boats? Those pontoon deals? Yeah, okay. yeah, party barge. There are like party barge. There you go. Uh, they're like it's this video like okay here's here's a guy oh, oh my god oh, oh my god this is north of us here's a video i'm gonna send this to you new water sport called scarping it's a guy on a, being towed behind a boat and he's got 
he's got one of those fishnets and he's on skis and as the carp jump up he grabs him in his net <laughs> oh my god i'm gonna send you this video this is so funny this gotta be this gotta be a riot oh watch this pure at purecarphunters.com <laughs> scarping oh well, the people are getting creative. That's good. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna send you this video. Hold on. Watch this video. This is gonna be good. You're gonna like this. Hold on. Let me send it to you. Um, and for those of you who don't realize, why would I send it to her? Why didn't just take the phone and show it to Shelly? She's not in the same studio. And the reason for that is he doesn't like me to touch the equipment. <laughs> no, that's not. The <laughs> uh. I'm like, what is this, dude? Don't touch that. What about that? Nope. Mm-mm. Hard. No. No, no, no. That's not the case. Sh- that sh- is totally the case. Can sh- I talk in this? Nope. That's just fine. <laughs> well, what about that? No. Nope. <laughs> Shelly used to work for the FAA, and she did basically navigational electronics, correct? Is that what the term would be? Yes. Navigational electronics. And one day when Shelly was, was first getting you know, broken in. She got her classroom training. Oklahoma City, right? Didn't she go to Oklahoma City for yep, that? Yep, yep. That's, where the, that's big, where the academy was at. That's where, like, isn't like the headquarters for the FAA? Isn't like a big deal? Aren't they like big deal in Oklahoma City? It's, it's the Aeronautical Center for the Federal Aviation Administration. People come from all over the world to re, to uh, train there. There's a news story. What year did you start, start actually out in the field, like working for the FAA? Out in the field, yeah. 92. Okay, there's a story. And this is a true story where Shelly went for all this training and she had brought her back to Lambert. And one day, and Shelly doesn't like to talk about this. She's somewhat embarrassed about this. One day they had the problem where all of a sudden these planes were coming into land at Lambert. And all of a sudden they turned around and went back the other way. I mean, all, like all, every plane that was heading for Lambert all, at the same moment did a 180 and were like went back around. And they did an investigation. And what happened was Shelly was her first day out in the field. And she was there with with her, her, her you know, her field trainer. And Shelly uh-huh. goes, hey, this antenna, what happens if I turn it around the other way? And the planes all did a U-turn and went back the other way. Because she turned the antenna around and they all, their navigation system sent them back where they came from. That was it. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. No, I thought that you were going to say that they saw the sign that said St. Louis left. And... <laughs> So they turned around and went back home. When I used to fly, <laughs> when I used to, fly, I think I've told you this before. When I used to fly helicopters years ago, when I was a tra- traffic reporter, when flying around with you know me and Alan Barklage and all the other crazy airborne traffic reporters, which don't exist anymore. There's nobody flying traffic anymore. There was a place in South City. It was like a big warehouse kind of place, and it had a big sign painted on the roof. Like in yellow letters, still remember this, and it said "airport" and it had an arrow pointing toward the airport. <laughs> now, obviously, That's cute though. Obviously, it was on the roof of a building, so if you were there, you couldn't see it. But it, honest to God, had a big sign on the roof of this, was like a flat roof, some big industrial building, in big letters. They were like probably twelve feet tall. Airport with an arrow, arrow pointed north. That's funny. Yeah. They could have paid for that. That's not a lie. Well. Oh, my goodness. It's 645. BS in the morning. It is Shelly and Brad. I am Shelly. She's Brad. Our web address is bsinthemorning.show. Okay, Shelly, we got the smartest listeners. You ready for this? That's right, Brad. I am. Okay. 
Here's what's going on with invasive species. These are invasive land species. Uh, rock doves, European starlings, Eurasian collared doves, feral hogs, European wood wasp, uh, emerald ash borer, gypsy moth, gyp- Japanese beetle, and Asian longhorn beetle. Those are all invasive species into Missouri as far as on the land. And the water, black carp, big head carp, rusty crawfish, silver carp, zebra mussel, and Chinese mystery small, uh, mystery snail, excuse me, thought it said small, um, all invasive species in Missouri. And we don't want them. We're going to find them and throw them away. Right, Sheldon? We're going to build a wall. <laughs> That's right. Donald Trump's going to come to Missouri. Yes, we're <laughs> going to build a wall and keep those invasive species. We keep them in Illinois. Well, yeah, I was going to say we're going to put up a wall between Missouri and Illinois. Well, Mr. Trump, there's a problem. We have a river that runs between Missouri. Even more so, we'll put a we'll put a, a wall in the one water. We'll just build that. We'll build. It'll be like a wall in the water. Is that a dam? No, it's a wall in the water. That's what we'll call it, a wall in the water. God, you know, I miss Trump. I do. I mean, you know, I mean, go ahead. Are you going to say something? No. <laughs> No. I mean, I mean press Mm-mm. press conferences were fun. You never knew what he's going to say. You know. That is very true. And now it's like Jen Psaki. You know. I mean, like, oh god. I mean, you know, it's to the point where it's like, no matter what you ask her, you remember? You know, you know, her nickname is. No. Circleback. Okay. Are you talking about Kaylee? No. Jen Psaki, who is the press secretary for the president, her nickname is Circleback because. She got into this bad habit of every third word out of her mouth was, or every third phrase out of her mouth was circle back. Someone would say, like, you know, uh, you know, Miss Saki, uh, what about blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, I'm not exactly sure. We'll circle back on that. That was what she, that's, if you, if there was a point, there was a point, there were, there were guys, there were guys during the day, these sort of these boring guys who lived at frat houses, they had, they had circle back drinking game, you know, okay, another beer, Jen just said, you know, and sometimes these guys in, in, in the course of a press conference, these guys would, you know, would put down like 32 cases of beer. She said so many circle backs to the point where she finally, I think somebody said to her, uh, Jen, yeah. You might want to use a different term besides circle back. You know, and ideally what the deal was, it would be like if, ask me a question. Have you heard the weather today? Uh, You know what? I'm not exactly sure. We'll circle back for that. Ask me another question. Um, God, I'm terrible at questions, Brad. Um, are you going to have a great day today? You know, uh, the, the jury's still out on that, and we need more information. Uh, I'll circle back with you on that. Okay. It's, it's, an easy, it. easy, it's an easy way of not answering any questions. It know? is. <laughs> I, I, you know, we need to do more research. We'll, we're, we'll, we'll circle back on that. <laughs> and once again, that was this years See, ago. I like, I like Kylie. Kaylee, Kylie, whatever her name was. Minogue? Huh? Kylie Minogue? Oh, man, I like Kylie Minogue, too. I don't know who that is. Oh, my God. You don't know who she is? No. You really don't? You don't know who Kylie Minogue is? No. Oh, my God. You're, you're That's right. You're a woman. You wouldn't know who. Um, Kylie. Oh, when I watch that video, it is hilarious. Kylie Minogue is this super hot. Uh, matter of fact, it's interesting because she is an AO and an OBE. You know what you know what an AO is an OBE? 
No. She's an Australian singer, songwriter, and actress. Minogue is the highest-selling female Australian artist of all time, having sold over 70 million records worldwide. And she is an AO, uh, which means uh, uh, AO is the Australian equivalent of OBE. You know what OBE is? No. Uh, OBE is Order of the British Empire. Uh, and AO is, I can't remember what AO is. AO is, let me find it. AO and O, okay. AO is Order of Australia is the honor that recognizes Australian citizens and other persons for achievement or meritorious service. So she is an AO and the OBE is most excellent order of British Empire. Uh, rewarding contributions to the arts and scientists, work in charitable welfare organizations and public service outside the civil service. Established on June 4th, 1917 by King George V and uh, comprises five classes across military divisions, the most senior two of which the recipient either a knight if female or dame if female, or a knight if male or dame if female. There is also the related British Empire Medal, which recipients are affiliated with but not members of the order. So if you are... She is like, there are very few people in the world who are both AO and OBE because technically, I think Australia is still like part of England or something like that. It's just like Canada. Remember, the guy who does our software. Uh, I've told you this story, Dave Briley Jones. Dave, yes. uh, the software we're using for this radio station comes from London. Not that yeah. we don't like American software, but these guys kick butt. And it's probably right now the hottest software to use in, in a broadcasting business. And these guys came out of London. They're all ex-BBC dudes. And they started uh, you know, selling it in the United States. And the guy who was the CEO moved to Canada because he couldn't just up and move to the United States because he'd have to, you know, that's what's so sad about this is it's okay that people can just come across the border and, you know, we pick them up and we take, put them in a hotel room in Scottsdale, Arizona, and we fly them all over the country and repatriate, you know, put them in different places. But if you're like some dude who is like from England and trying to come to the United States legally, oh, I'm sorry, you can't come. Oh, you can't come. So what does he do? He goes to Canada because there's some reciprocity between Canada and England. I don't know exactly what it is. But if you're an English citizen, you can come to Canada. No questions asked. Although I think, you know, and uh, although in American, you can't. There has to be a couple of questions asked, I'm sure. But by the way, I, I read this the other day. I didn't even realize this. Do you know that the Toronto Blue Jays no longer play in Canada? Do you know this story? No. They don't play in Canada anymore because they play in Buffalo, New York. Because there's this thing with the COVID-19 thing where the, the border is closed between America and Canada, which is so ironic. Think about that. The border is closed between Canada and America, okay? But yet, the border is wide open for anybody who wants to show up from the South. Like, I'm going like, okay, let me scratch my head and think about that one for a minute. You, you know, and to the point where it's like, how does that make any sense? Yes, the Toronto Blue Jays have not played in Canada for over a year. Matter of fact, last season when they moved, I think it's Buffalo, New York. The team moved to Buffalo. And it's, imagine if, like, the Cardinals all of a sudden, like, let's say some terrible virus hit St. Louis, and they, okay, the Cardinals can no longer play in St. Louis. They're in Cape Girardeau for the rest of the season. Okay, so we got to drive 90 miles. Well, yeah, yeah, you got to drive down 55 down to Cape Girardeau. Or you got to drive to Sykeston. You know, or you got to drive to Springfield where the AAA or what is it, double A Redbirds are in down, double A, it's the minor league team down in, in Springfield. Isn't that crazy? Cray cray. Okay, I gotta get going. 
Otherwise, I mean, not. I will have another hour. No, I don't have uh, prospectors today. That's next week. Uh, because otherwise, the computer is going to strangle me. It's six fifty-eight. Westplex one hundred seven point one, AM thirteen fifty, crap, and KSLQ one hundred four point five. They're all part of the Trimal Cast, which is BS the Morning dot show. I am Shelley. She's Brad, and together we make BS. <laughs> okay, we've got the smartest people in the world. I just got from Jim Funk, uh, Jim Funkenbottom. I think his name is Jim, Jim Funkenbottom. That's his name. What a name! You know Jim. I, we go way back. I thought so. He sent yeah. me this link. He said about, I was talking about the Toronto Blue Jays not playing in Toronto. They've not played a game. They've not played. The last baseball game they played in Toronto was 2019. Okay, think about that for a minute. This is 2021. Two years, almost two years. As a matter of fact, the last game they played was the last game of the season in the 2019 season. They obviously had the the, the you know late start to baseball last year, but they played in, I believe, Buffalo. And Mr. Funkenbottom sent me this article off MLB.com. I'll read you the one first paragraph. After nearly two years away, the Toronto Blue Jays are finally coming home to Canada beginning July 30th, which is tomorrow. The club was granted a national interest exemption by the federal government that allow Major League Baseball games to be played at Rogers Center in Toronto with robust health and safety protocols in place. The Blue, Jays, the Blue Jays wish to thank Canadians for their unprecedented public health efforts and support for the team. Without you, Blue Jays baseball would not be coming home this summer. Blah, 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 blah. And there's this whole thing. You talk about that. We got goofy things. There's this whole long explanation of the seats and the different. Matter of fact, you go to bluejays.com backslash health and safety. It talks about that you have to bring a tape measure with you. And you have, when you're walking around, matter of fact, you have to bring four tape measures with you. And when you're in the stadium, you have to extend the tape measures out six feet. You have to put, you have to, and they, they show you how to Velcro the tape measures onto your chest and your, your arms and your back. I think it might be a little bit different, difficult for some women where they're supposed to put the tape measures in the chest. Anyway, um, you're supposed to extend the tape out six feet and Velcro those tapes tape measures to your 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 chest your arms your shoulders and your back so that when you walk around you can't ever have anybody in contact with the end of that six foot tape measure is that like a territorial bubble yeah yeah but so in other words if if you would like to turn around and one of those six foot tape measures that's extended from your body would touch someone they pick you up by your clothes and they throw you out of the stadium Hmm. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? Well, if we could sit there and put them in sumo <laughs> costumes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, you know I, I, every time I go into this, I get people get so mad about, like, my thing on Facebook yesterday, which Shelly won't talk about. <laughs> I will not talk about it. <laughs> God. Talk about people not having a sense of humor. I'm sorry. <laughs> it wasn't funny, Brad. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. That's probably why they didn't have a sense of humor well, but, about but it. But some people did. Most of the people had thought it was funny. You know. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's let let's go. Let's review. Okay. I I. Okay. Whatever. After 9/11. Okay. Remember all the all the all you know after 9/11 and and this is coming up on 20 years. Hard to believe. 20 years. 9/11 I was know, 20 years ago. It? Remember. All the comedy shows, all the late night shows went dark. There was no, no Tonight Show with who I, with Jay Leno. There was no late night with David Letterman. Saturday Night Live was not on. And then it was like what two or three weeks after 9/11, Saturday Night Live came on, and they did some really funny bits 
and I can remember one of them, which I think you can find on YouTube. I'll see if you can find it. They were they had all these people. They were like this, you know, the the, the comedy members of the team on Saturday Night Live, and the the bit was how their names have been impacted by 9/11. And they had all these people, and it was guy like you would say, yeah, ever since 9/11, uh, my friends won't talk to me anymore. They they just they they ignore me. They won't they won't talk. They won't they won't say a word to me. Matter of fact. If I walk into a room, they all leave. And they say, sir, what's your name? Well, my name's Al. Al-Qaeda. Get it? So everybody... Every, yeah, I get it. Everybody had a name that like something to do with like the terrorists. You know? Yes, and I get it. once again, people laughed at that. Because was it funny? To some people, no. To most people, yeah. And to a certain extent, if you're wound so tight that you can never step back and go like, ha, 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 that's funny. You know, maybe I have a warped sense of humor. I don't know. Maybe I do. But, and now what's interesting is, have you ever known somebody like you, like, for example, I can tell you, I can tell you if you put, if you put a group of men and women in a room and you play, I can tell you the movie to play. The guys will be like, you know, laughing and joking and the women will sit there going, I don't get it. I don't get it. You know what movie that is? No, I don't. I'm shaking my head no, but you didn't see that because we weren't in the same room. Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Every guy thinks, most, I shouldn't say every guy, most every guy thinks Wayne's World is hilarious. Women watch that movie and they'll go like, I don't get it. Explain it to me. Why? See, I, I actually happen to think Wayne's World is pretty hilarious. But myself. most women don't get it. Swing. <laughs> it's it's dude it's dude humor you know i mean it's dude humor it really is and and it's so you know the whole rob Lowe, you know i mean once again it's one of those things and have you ever ever been somewhere where like a comedian's on stage or something like that and like people are just like rolling in the aisles and you're sitting there going like okay i don't quite get it i don't understand that so, happens to me a lot i mean there's people there's people right now driving their cars going like what the hell is this I should be listening to to uh, to National Public Radio. Hi, this is NPR. Yes, we never talk like we're like excited or anything. We're always laid back, and we love the fact that we get paid six figures a year, and it's your tax dollars that pay us. Yes, and you know what? We don't work very hard. We've got beautiful studios. All the equipment's brand new, and guess what? You paid for it, and we don't really care. We're so happy that we're making all this money, and you poor saps, your tax money goes to keep us on the air. Yes, we're NPR. What do you think? Bravo. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, you know, I, not, not only do I have the J2 and the J3 crew mad at me, I now have Tracy mad at me. Why? She texted me last night. She found out about Radio Poop. Oh, she's mad. She's mad? Oh, my God, yeah. Radiopoop.com. Did you see the, the emoji that she had about you? No. <laughs> where's, where's this at? It was up on her Facebook page. What does it say? <laughs> it says, um, let, me, let me try to find it. Hold on. You know what? <laughs> I sent it to you. When did you send it? Yesterday? Did I send it to you? No, no, no. Um, hold on. I guess I can't find it. Yeah. Surely I took it. I just didn't send it to you. Well, tell me what it was. Was it the poop emoji or what? It... 
No, it was um, that you're now the National Enquirer for radio. Well, you know what? And I take that as a badge of honor. Because and here's, here's what's sad about this is, okay? There used to be, you and I have talked about this, there used to be Jerry Berger. Remember Jerry? Yes. And who came into your dad's restaurant? Shelly's dad used to run the Cole Hole in Clayton. Cole Hole was one of these places where you went there to be seen. Am I kidding? Yes. No, you're not kidding. It was like if you were like uh, like the hoi polloi. You ever heard that term before? I always wonder what that was. Hoi polloi. You know what hoi polloi is? No. You put your underwear on inside out. If you're, if you're hoi polloi, you wear your underwear inside out. For women, it's a little bit difficult with bras, but it can be done. Anyway, <laughs> if you're hoi polloi. I'm sorry. I it, move on because I don't understand that. So okay. Ow. <laughs> if you're hoi polloi, you're like like oh, uh, you, when you drink your little pinkies up in the air. That's the way Shelley's dad's place was in Clayton. You that's met, not true. Matter of fact, when you came through the door, they had a maitre d, and they'd say, oh, they had a they had a coffee cup, and they say, oh, before you can come in, uh, let me see how you drink your coffee. And if you picked up your the coffee cup and you had your finger in it, okay, you can come in. And if you grabbed it like, you know, like a construction worker, well, let me grab that. And you grab it with all your hand. You put your hammer on it. Big old fingers. You know, sir, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sorry, sir, you, you're not allowed in. You, you have to put that pinky in the air when you come in the coal hole. Anyway, Jerry Berger used to hang out at the coal hole. And he used to have his thing called Sidems. Remember, remember Sidems? And he would like, like, when I was at the so-and-so event, I saw so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. And it was like, oh, my God, I got mentioned in Jerry Berger's column. It was like one of those kind of things. But he used to always talk about the radio business. And what was interesting was he didn't talk about television. And I knew friends of mine in the television business who were ticked. They were like, nobody cares about radio anymore. TV's where it's at. Well, how come Jerry Berger never talks about TV? He's all talking about radio people. Because at the time, radio was hot stuff. You had Jack Carney on on Camo X kicking butt. You had you know you had Mark Close on KC playing all the records backwards so you could hear all the bad words. I mean you you know it was like it was like the it was like the thing, and that's sort of gone away. So about what two weeks ago, I started RadioPoop.com just like it sounds. Matter of fact, I even, I took away Shelly's poop line. She used to have the poop line, which is six three six four hundred poop. And she didn't like it, the fact that I gave her the poop line. And I've, re, I've repurposed the poop line. So not, that's the line you can, if you got poop, call me on the poop line. If you got scoop, call me on poop. 636-400-POOP. And that, that comes right, <laughs> you're laughing. It's true, it comes right to my phone. Okay. I am so proud that you use that. <laughs> and coming soon, the Radio Poop Podcast. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to poop, the poop podcast. We're going to have the Radio Poop co- Podcast. And you know what? I tried to buy, I tried to buy poopcast.com and somebody wants $2,500 for it. Should I pay $2,500 for the name poopcast.com? No, I don't think I should. Okay, so I started this column like about two weeks ago. I write, I, I try to write something every day. Some days I don't. And yesterday's column was, I thought, you know, sort of funny. Now, the crazy thing about it is Tracy's mad because I've got two things about her, but I've got like four things about the refugees. Now, keep in mind, the newbies are Tracy and her station, because they're mostly people who have never been on radio. The refugees are the guys headed by Jeff Alien and Joe Rush, the guy who used to be the namesake of the group Rush, who was the xylophone player for Rush. He probably didn't realize that, but their very first album, Joe played xylophone on the Rush album, and they hated Joe's xylophone playing, but they loved the name. So they said, Joe, you're out of the group. We're keeping your name. So it's called Rush, and that's why there's only three guys. Used to be, used to be you know, bass, lead guitar, and drummer, and, um, you know, and then Joe on xylophone. 
And I'm telling you, the guy was good with the sticks. I'm telling you. So uh, they all got mad. They got some of them got fired by 971. Some of them quit, and they moved across the street to the old Casey Studios. Believe it or not at 101.9 and I made fun of them yesterday because of the fact that they're all these super duper conservatives why would they put their studios in downtown St. Louis or in Union Station think about that for a minute and the, the point I made was and you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say this it's like and I here let me read the exact line uh, because if you're going to be like anti anti-liberal you know if you were going to like have um, if you were going to um, you know, decide you were going to build a house that was like super quiet so you wouldn't hear any noise, you wouldn't yeah. build it at the end of the runway at Lambert, right? Correct. You, you, wouldn't, you are correct, You yes. wouldn't build in Bridgeton or Kinlock or Berkeley or places like that because if you wanted a super quiet place, you wouldn't live near the airport, okay? So the idea being is these are all these conservative dudes, and yet... They're working in St. Louis, and they're paying 1% of their tax, uh, you know, they're paying 1% of their salary to the city of St. Louis. Think about that for a minute. Why would you do that? Right? I don't know. Get what I'm saying? I do. So, anyway, what did I put in here? I put, um, da, 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 um, uh, and what's this with News Talk STL having their studios at Union Station in the heart of Liberalville? If you're going to talk the conservative talk, shouldn't you be walking the conservative walk in studios in the Westplex, Jeffco, or Frank Como? All those refugees paying their 1% tax to Democrat St. Louis City. Reminds me of the Westplex politician wanting to spend most of his campaign budget on Facebook ads. Hello, Zuckerberg ain't a conservative. You know who I'm talking about, too, because you were at that meeting. Yes, I was. Shelly and I went to this meeting of these bunch of Republicans, and this guy who is a state rep, shall we say, stood up and says, we need to spend more money on Facebook. Am I kidding, Shelly? No, you're not kidding. That's exactly what he said, isn't it? He did say that indeed. <laughs> and I'm scratching my head going like, and hold it, these are a bunch of Republicans who hate like the fact that you know the liberals have taken over the media and the liberals are kicking people off of Twitter and they're kicking people off of Facebook. They've kicked Trump off of Facebook. They've kicked him off of, of Twitter. And here's a Republican, a conservative dude, who wants to spend more money on Facebook. Explain that to me. And I even said to some, somebody after the meeting, I go, well, you got to be on Facebook. Okay, so why, why would you support a, an organization that you don't like? That would be like, you know, it'd be like, you know, if you're anti-abortion, that'd be like you sending money to, to like Planned Parenthood. Like, it doesn't quite, you know, like, that's not what they sort of do what you don't want them to do. Well, well you got to send them money. Okay, I don't explain it. I don't understand it. Explain it to me. They can't, right? No. Can you? Can I explain it? Yeah. So anyway, I'm being No, uh, I can't. Tracy gets mad at me. I think this is what she's mad about. Now that I can't explain. Okay, here, here we go. Will Tracy Ellis ever stop creating new shows and hosts for her yet-to-air station? I think she's up to 155 new shows, including one from the Blues Towel Guy, featuring tips on proper towel snapping in the locker room showers. <laughs> now, what's wrong with that? <laughs> did you? Did you? Is this for you? That's me. That's that's funny. <laughs> she's got. Like, we, we talked about the one behind the bush, which like what? <laughs> Remember the, the two Bush kids? 
behind yes. behind yes. the bush. I'm going like, yes. I don't think that's a proper name for a show. For a number, I don't think so either. For a number of different my reasons. Mind, my mind went a completely different direction. <laughs> so did mine. <laughs> behind the bush. But not only that, take it take it in the not so nasty sense. Like if if someone's like behind the bushes, they're usually up to no good. It's like people, you know, like you know, yes. people lurking in the bushes. They're behind the bushes, you know, like if, if, like you know, like a guy who's like you're walking walking down the street, and a guy jumps out from behind a bush and attacks you, like you know, he's behind the bush. Why would you? Why would you use that as the name of a show? But once again, I don't know. I don't understand. I don't understand anything anymore. I don't understand why why people would listen to podcasts on radio. But yeah, what's interesting is James Strong puts that on his Facebook page, and all these people are going, "Oh, wow, this is great." I'm thinking to myself. Brad, you may be onto something finally. <laughs> right? We may have an idea that actually works. All my, yes, all, we do. All my goofy ideas that, that through the years that, you know, I mean, you know, I, I, years ago, I had, this, I had this crazy idea about delivering food. And I called it, and, and the idea was, and matter of fact, I even trademarked the name. And the idea was that we would go pick up food at restaurants for you. You'd like call us on the phone or, or text us or email us or go on the internet. And we would come so fast to your house that if your door wasn't open, we would smash through your door. And I called it Door Smash. And everybody go, oh, that's a stupid idea. That'll never work. I know, no, 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 think about it. You know, be, you know we, if you want food, you don't want to get in your car and drive, you know, you call Door Smash. You go to doorsmash.com, and we come so quick that we smash through your door. Oh, stupid idea. Nobody will ever work. Then come, somebody comes along with DoorDash, and I'm going, duh, I had the idea. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, In- like, and like, for example, I had the idea that if you were, you were uh, under the age of 13 and you wanted to go somewhere because you can't drive, you don't have a driver's license, you're under the age of 13, you would have this app on your phone that that you could use and a car would show up at your door and take you someplace but you had to be under 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 18 and the name of the the service was i tried this and it didn't work the name of the service was uberty <laughs> you had to be under eight, funny. You had to be under age of 13 for <laughs> i was just sitting here I, i'm thinking <laughs> because um and here along comes this company. I used to have a cab company, and we moved it out to St. Charles. Right. And it was called Air Flight Cab Company, the taxi company with a fresh attitude, taking people, parcels, or papers to places they need to be promptly. Wow. And I know you, it was it was it was all over the car. It was really cute. Would you have to and, buy? Did you have to buy a trailer to to put the rest of that stuff? It wouldn't fit on the car. You have to have a trailer behind it for the rest of the logo. <laughs> I'm going to just pretend because it was a very cute idea. But one of the things was that we were going to start transporting kids. Right. Um, and um, I didn't win that contract. Well, I would have, but. That was the, anyway, that was the busing. Another story. That was the busing thing, right? Where, they, where the kids actually came to school in cabs, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. Which is, which, well, see, that was my idea, Uberty. And, and, Uberty. And, and somebody said, oh, no, 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 you, you pronounce it wrong. It should be Uberty. And I go, Uberty? And they go, yeah, it rhymes with puberty. And I go, that's why it didn't work, because I called it Uberty. If it would have been Uberty. It's 725. (laughs) 
She's it is BS in the morning on Westplex 107.1, 104.5 KSOQ, and 1350 KRAP. Yes, crap on your dial. 7.33. It is uh, Shelly and Brad. I am Shelly. She's Brad. I got it right that time, didn't I? You did. I am Shelly. She's Brad. Yeah. Okay. And the web address for our radio station for our Trimalcast is bsinthemorning.show. Not a dot .com. That's the X. BS in the morning show from Las Vegas at KOMP Comp 92.3, which we're still trying to figure out what they're doing anymore. They have It's called BS in the morning, but B was Brittany and S was Sparks. And Brittany unfortunately passed away and Sparks quit or got fired. So it's BS in the morning, but there's no B and there's no S anymore. Can you figure that one out? No. I'm st- still thinking about but that. But now they're not even there. There's, I mean, I don't know what happened to them. You know who died yesterday? There's two, there's two sad deaths yesterday. Uh, first off, the guy who is the bass player for um, ZZ Top, which is going to be sort of interesting because... Is that what that was about? They're supposed to play at the Washington Town Country Fair a week from Saturday. Um, yeah. But yet, it's interesting because I read the story is that he wasn't touring with them. He had hip surgery and things didn't go real well or something like And he died asleep sleep the other night. Um, and God, that bet group's been, been together since like 1969. Like talking about like group that has it's almost as almost as long as the Rolling Stones. Anyway, he passed away, and they had another guy who was filling in for him on the road. So uh, the town and country fair people are waiting to hear if they're going to cancel or not because they think that the other two members of the group are just going to cancel the tour, uh, sort of to pay respects to their former you know member who or well, their member was a former member. He was a current member who passed away because they had another guy playing the bass. So. That's a sad story. We'll just wait and see if the show will go on at Town and Country Fair uh, with ZZ Top. And also, Ron Popeil died. He did? Yeah, yeah. The um, He was an innovator, that man. Mr. Microphone and Pocket Fisherman and stuff like that. He was 86. Yes. God, remember remember the thing he had? Do you remember seeing? I, the most recent thing I remember seeing was if the you... The Ginsu knives? No, 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 no. He had the stuff where you sprayed on your hair if you were bald. It was like spray paint. It's... It's spray paint, yeah. <laughs> but it had like some kind of like like it, well, like it was like gooey spray paint. So if, if you yeah, had, so it, it stuck. Yeah, if you had like thinning hair, you'd spray the stuff in your hair, and it yeah. made it look like you had. I'm going like I, when I first saw that, I thought to myself, okay, who's going to do that? You know who did it? You, Rudy Giuliani. Did he? No, remember the one press conference? He had the he had the hair dye dripping down his face. Remember that? Oh, I don't. No, because I don't watch TV. Oh, you don't watch TV. Uh, Rudy, you know, I, I don't know. What happened to Rudy Giuliani? Once upon a time, he was this incredible mayor of New York City. He was a former prosecutor. He definitely has had a fall from grace, has he not? <laughs> he threw all these crime bosses in jail when he was the prosecuting attorney, or district attorney for the uh, U.S. Attorney's Office in D.C., Southern District, uh, which is New York. And then he got to be the mayor of New York City. And once upon a time, he ran for... for, uh, for uh, uh, for president, and then he got involved with Trump. It's sort of like all these people get involved with Trump. They're almost like cartoon characters. Remember, and what was his name? Anthony Scaramucci. Scaramucci, Scaramucci, can you do the Fandango? Remember that one? And he was the he was the communications director for like three days, and he was Trump's buddy. And then Trump got rid of him. And now, if you if go on his Twitter page, all he does is make fun of Trump. Go like, wow. Was, was that about him? What's that? Scaramucci, Scaramucci. That was the well. All us stupid old DJs when 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 they they named Scaramucci as his as his communication, everybody started pulling out <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody and they edit out that part that part. 
Scaramouche, Scaramouche, can you do the Fandango? <laughs> but it wasn't about him. No, no, it wasn't about him. Oh, okay. No. I'm like, no, but it was sort of funny because well, I thought it was going to be like a six degrees of separation. No, kind of thing. no, 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 no. It was just making funnies. Because once again, interesting Italian name, Scaramucci. You know, I mean, like, you know, it's not the kind of name you hear every day. Has an interesting. That's true. It's inter- not interesting ring to it. You know any Scaramucci's? I do not. Okay, neither do I, except for him. So now he's like anti-Trump. So and then you got Rudy Giuliani. All these people are like cartoon characters. You had, you know, you had Kathy, what Kathy Kellyanne Conway, what's her name? And her husband was like, she was like working for Trump, and her her husband runs this organization that's against Trump. Can you imagine us two at home at night? I mean, she's working for Trump. She's like an advisor. She was on his campaign committee, and she was working for Trump in the White House when he got elected. And you go home at night, and your husband has been working all day to get Trump out of office. Is that some strange marital dynamics or what? I mean, think about that for a minute. That would be like... like They definitely can... Um, what is that word? They can s- separate... Well... <laughs> Their feelings. I, you would, you would hope at least. You know, I mean, can you imagine the conversations over over dinner at that table? You know, that that household. You well, know? David, David was a upper level management person, and I was just a regular technician. But um, we worked for the same agency, and ultimately, he was my yeah, my but, boss but, twice removed. But you had the same goals. You worked for the same agency. It would be like it would be like yeah, but we didn't talk about he he, he didn't talk about his stuff. Well, but it would and be, I didn't talk about mine because I never wanted to. We never wanted to okay. mix the two. Okay, let, where there was a gray area. Let me give you the example. Your husband worked for the FAA. He was out in Lambert yeah. Field. He was an executive for FAA, right? Yes. It would be like you running an organization that was trying to shut the airport down because of noise. You know what I, you know what I mean? Like, and you know, you're home at night, like, and and your you, your husband would say. Well, Shelly, what'd you do at work today? Well, we, we put together this coalition to try to close down the airport. Well, Shelly, you do know that's where I work. Yeah, I know. We want to run you out of business. Well, you do know that the reason we have these houses is because I work for the FAA. Yeah, I know. But yet, we think you're terrible, nasty people because you create all this noise. And it drives, it drives us nuts. If you live by the airport, it's terrible. Well, Shelly, you know, I don't, that, that's sort of incompatible with the fact that I work for the FAA and you're trying to eliminate my job. Yeah, is that okay? You know, it doesn't quite work. And the sad thing is, is that probably does sound like a conversation that David and I would take place. Once again, it's to the point yeah. where it's like, like my one of my favorite stories about people who complain about everything. Once upon a time, you've lived in St. Charles County long enough, right there at 94, what used to be 94, is now 364 in Junk Station. Okay, remember St. Yep. Charles? Remember St. Charles Speedway? I do St. Charles. Yes, I do. <laughs> right, right. On a clear night, you can actually you could actually smell the burn, and you could hear it for miles. Okay. Y- yes, you could. Okay, it was in the middle of nowhere. It was <laughs> literally out in the middle of nowhere. Nobody lived within a mile of it. Okay, because once upon a time, nobody lived out there. Okay, and it was there. I think it started like in the fifties when, like you know, you had to you know cross the old Chain of Rocks Bridge or not the the, the St. Charles Rock Road Bridge to get into St. Charles because there was no I-70 at the time. You know, there was no, I think there was Highway 40, but there was no I-70. There was no page extension or 370 or anything like that. Anyway, it was a speedway, okay? Been there for years and years and years and years and years. And then people, subdivisions built up around it. And the people complained, the noise is terrible. Shut that down. Hey, you moved next to a racetrack. Guess what? You know, I mean, it's like it gets kind of loud. Yeah, but 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 I've got my house and I don't want that noise anymore. 
Hey, it's been there for 30 years. I don't care. You close it down. It's, it's too noisy. Okay? It's like people, you know, it's like people that, that, that uh, you know, that live like, uh, it's, it's, well, I won't go that. I'll get myself in trouble by talking about that. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's not go there. <laughs> it's like the complainers. You know, and by the way, you know, you, you doubted me on this. If you know the crazy weird stuff. Um, uh, okay, uh, okay, cool, okay. 741. Westplex 107.1, AM 1350 crap, and KSOQ would all part of the BS in the Morning Dot Show family. And I am Shelly. She's Brad. Westplex 107.1 is the website for that radio station. I won't go through all the websites. I'll just say you can check out all their websites. Okay, follow up on something we talked about earlier, Shelly. Okay. One of the phrases which, and, and the smartest woman in the world reminded me of this, okay? One of the phrases that's gotten to be sort of like, sort of almost like a joke kind of phrase in advertising. But wait, there's more. Remember that was yeah, always, yeah, that was always yep, that's in, Ron Popeil. Ron Popeil, you know the vegematic. But wait, there's more. It slices, it dices. But wait, there's more. You know, <laughs> pocket fisherman said it and forget it. Vegematic, yep. Mr. Microphone, man, that guy could sell. You know, and and it's an interesting story. You ever read? You ever, ever read his he, bio? He he he. Didn't he like make millions, lost millions, make millions? Wasn't he the uh, oven guy too? Uh, let's take a look here. Let's look at the uh, the what the uh, which which oven? Most, it was it was a oven. Most of his stuff was it was like a low, like set it and forget it. It was it was yeah that was the oven. What yeah it was some kind of a like a it was like a broiler like an open broiler. Yeah, uh, born May third, nineteen thirty five. Uh, da, 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 personal life and career. Popeil was born in Jewish family in Manhattan, thirty five. He was uh, when he was six. His parents divorced, and he, his, his brother went to live in Florida with their grandparents. Age seventeen in nineteen fifty two, he went to his grandparents' to work with his father, Samuel Popeil, at his company's Popeil Brothers Manufacturing Facility in Chicago. When he was eighteen, Popeil attended the University of Illinois. At Ar- Champ- He's a Champagner Tanner guy, where he joined Alpha Epsilon Pi. He was there six months. Uh, continue to work, learn from his father. Papil initially operated uh, as a distributor of his father's kitchen products, later formed his own company, Ronco. That was at Ronco in 64. Papil received the Ig Nobel Prize in Consumer Engineering in 1993. Um, he was previously a member of the advisory board from University of California, UCLA. In 56, he married Marilyn Green, with whom he had two daughters. They divorced in 1963. He's married Lisa Bone sometime after this and has one daughter with her. With her, uh, He and Bone divorced sometime before 1995. Uh, he married Robin Angers, with whom he has two more. Man, this guy had three sets of kids. Wow. Inventions. Okay, here's a whole list. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Dialomatic successor to the Vedromatic. Uh, giant dehydrator. Yeah, that was one of his things. The beef jerky machine. Remember that? Electric pasta maker. Showtime rotisserie and barbecue. That's what I was talking about. Get this. His Showtime rotisserie and barbecue sold over 8 million units in the U.S. alone, helping Ronco's houseware, houseware sales exceed $1 billion in profits. He made a $1 billion in profits. After retiring, Popeil continued to invent products, including the five-in-one turkey fryer and food cooking system, which, which, which he had been developing for over 10 years. God, I'm telling you. See, now, what I find, there's people like that that just sort of you go like, I wish I knew what was going on in that dude's head. You know what I mean? You ever think about that? 
I think about that with you, actually. <laughs> you don't want to know what's going on in my head. I, I really do. I was like, just one day it's a screwed in up that mess. man's head. It's a screwed up mess. Because you literally in. sit around and think about how to grow people's businesses. And that's always amazed me we try, since I've known you. That's what we try to do. And some people fight us. you know. But what's crazy about that is, since you've been doing this, how many times have you heard, oh, my business is fine just the way it is? Okay. So I've I, actually heard that. You know, and my business is just going crazy. I'm like, well, at this point, it would be a brand recognition because well, it's not always going to be crazy. But not only that is that hire some people, but some people don't want to make that step where they have to hire anybody. They always you know, want to be a solopreneur. They always want to be like, I don't really want to have. I've had my one company. I had, I think at its peak, I had 35 people working for me. And was it interesting? Yes, it was. <laughs> Matter of fact, what's interesting was when I sold that company, the company that bought it really messed it up, you know. I mean, really messed it up to the point where they got into all sorts, of, you know, all sorts of legal problems. They got they got sued and they lost the suit, a discrimination suit. One of my ex employees, nicest guy in the world. I could never understand why this happened. Nice guy, and when I sold the company, the new owners just harassed this poor guy, just harassed him to the point where he finally quit. But then he hired a lawyer and he sued him and he won. I'm going like, dude. <laughs> you know, and I never had a, any problem with him all. He was always the nicest guy in the world. I mean, we're thinking about, I, when I heard about this, somebody called me and go, do you know so-and-so suing blah, blah, blah? I go, why? Because they treated him badly. I go, him? He's the nicest guy in the world. Why would anybody treat him badly? For some reason, he got treated badly by the new company. Never could quite understand that one, you know? They were trying to make him uh, quit as opposed to I guess having to pay unemployment. I guess I don't. I guess that was what they're trying to do. They're trying to force him out the door. I don't know. I don't. Didn't make any sense to me. You know. I mean, once again, I don't quite understand that whole thing. You hear this story all the time about, you know, and like when I bought KSLQ, you know, the deal was normally new owner comes in, you fire everybody, literally fire everybody and start over. That's what it, what it was in the radio business for a long time. Or like if you're like EMF, you buy a station and you fire the staff and you put God Squad on there. But that's a whole other story. Uh, anyway, uh, you know, I mean, there was, a, there was a, I, a lady who worked for me, and I won't mention the company, won't mention who it was, but new company came in one day. The station was sold. New company came in one day. And this was, uh, they had a big conference room. And they, the conference room was along this hall. And there were two entrances to the conference room one at one end of the conference room and one at the other end of the conference room and they new owners literally came into town came into the studio came into the radio station got on the pa system and says all employees uh, report to the east entrance to the conference room people were like okay which which is west which is east i have to figure out which direction so they all lined up and they lined up one end of the conference room outside and one by one every single person Every single person that worked the radio station, one by one, you walked into the conference room. There were like three or four people from the new company. I'm sorry, we're terminating your employment effective immediately. Here's uh, you know, a packet with information on how you can continue your health care. Sign right here. Okay, thanks. It's been fun. Bye. Next. And they fired the entire staff. Literally fired everybody. One by one. Just walked in. Bonk, you're gone. You're gone. You're gone. You're gone. You're gone. Everybody's gone. And they brought in some people around the radio station. How cold is that? Well, are they, did they, were they able to keep their company? Well, yeah, but then, but then they hired some of the people back, which is sort of weird. 
they fired him and you know and then the next so they day. probably hired him at a different rate no but but you know sometimes it is to the owner's benefit to let some people go when they start a new company I learned, or they buy an existing company i learned that lesson <laughs> i know you did <laughs> I, I i learned that lesson yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. In fact, you did. <laughs> I did. That was an important because I said I'm not going to be like those other radio companies that fire everybody. I'm just going to keep everybody. Yeah. Mistake number one. <laughs> okay. Let me tell you what I did yesterday. Do you know what I did yesterday? Uh, besides being a wonderful human being, no. Tell me. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you your money back later. Okay. Um. Anyway, so you know the Wentzville Fire Protection District. Uh, Fire Chief John Schneider. Right. They're um, on our radio station uh-huh. because they they um, they really care about the community. Right. They're good folks. And um, one of the things they're they it was their first official uh, back into the community where they had kids camp yesterday. Really. At at Firehouse One at at the headquarters of Wentzville Fire Protection District, and it was quite lovely. They had everything into groups. Everything was just, they've done it, I think it was like their, their eighth annual. What do they do at kids I, camp? I might be wrong on that. They, but show them how to, they show them like how the fire trucks work and things like that? They go on the fire trucks. They go, God, that would be um, cool. they, Wentzville, the, the headquarters at Wentzville, they have this back area that's like a burning building where their, where their troop, where their, I call them troops, but that when, when they're, for, where their firefighters come from all over the um the the district right. to train there that's cool too and um the kids got to play in that and then they had um they have like a little smoke booth i i i think they get to put the fire protection gear on too is is this something they do every year uh-huh how do you get signed up for it's, it it's camp how do you get signed up uh, for it well, they put it out there, and it fills up within there because there's only so many. Right. It fills up within like 20 minutes. Wow. And and is it still going on, or is it over? It's over. It was like one day or a couple days. It, it was just one day. Wow. God, his kid, man, that would be. I'd still, I'd still want to go on a fire truck and things like that. I want to put that horn. Arr, arr, you know, I want to pull that air horn. Arr, Me too. <laughs> drive down well, the street. One, one arr, time, arr. I wanted to go. I wanted to go up in the ladder truck, and so they they did. Um, one of their gentlemen did ride the, take me up in their bucket truck that go that goes all the way up and right. it can turn around. Right, and, those are cool. Yeah, it was it was pretty fun. Their their training facility, like you think the burning building thing, that's old shipping containers. It was it's, yes, it is. And they stacked them and welded them together. I go, man, is that cool? <laughs> it, and I mean, it really is. And the kids are just loving it. They had stations there. It was it was really neat. And the, all the firefighters came in on their time off. Really. Yes. That is cool. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. yeah. And um, there's a Facebook Live on it. If you go to Shelly Bart at KSLQ, there's a Facebook Live on it. Oh, so that's why you were there. You were doing your Facebook Live there yesterday. I'm sorry, sir? I said you were doing your Facebook Live there yesterday. Yes. Yeah, I saw I saw the notification you were doing Facebook Live, but I thought to myself, okay, is she at the Pickle Factory again? I mean, Do I she- need to... I, I probably don't. This is going to be, I'm not going to look at it. It's going to be plausible deniability. <laughs> and you know right, what Brad? plausible deniability is that we should stay on the air for another hour, but that shouldn't be the case. So we need to leave right now. <laughs> we do need to leave right now, don't we? Yes, it's time out. Time for us to leave. Hey, hey, hey. 
Goodbye. As Ario, Peace, everyone. As Ario Speedwagon said, you can tune a fish, but you can't tune a piano. Mm-hmm. 758. Seven, yep.